0: The preceding message is brought to you by Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. Stay tuned after this message for more information about Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. We continue from where we unhooked in the first service. In the first service, we started this teaching on the wisdom for profit, enabling us to understand that wisdom is required for profiting. Wisdom helps you to succeed. And I'm um, basically looking at what the Word of God says uh, um, um, I- about how to get wisdom. We started with the first thing you need to do is that uh, you can get wisdom in the place of prayer. And then wisdom also comes through the revelation of the Word of God. That second point we um we touched on in the first service, we started, it, we started with, with, the, um, with the third point, which is the fact that wisdom can be accessed through exposure and experience, preferably other people's experience. I would like us to start out with the scripture as we continue on that point um, from Proverbs chapter 15, verse 20. Proverbs 15, 20. It says, A wise son makes a father glad, but a foolish man. The spices is more than. Next verse, I would like to look us to look at First Corinthians chapter fifteen, verse thirty-three. First Corinthians fifteen, verse, 30, verse thirty-three. First Corinthians 15 33 says, "Do not be deceived; evil company corrupts good habits. Do not be deceived; evil." Do not be deceived. Evil company corrupts good habits. Do not be deceived. Evil company corrupts good habit. We started talking here about the I mean this third point we said wisdom can be accessed through exposure and experience. Exposure to people to, to, to information. Exposure to people, exposure to situations and circumstances. Exposure to learning, exposure to association. You know, verse 15, I mean, First Corinthians 15, 33, we read, said that evil association corrupts good manners. And so, if you associate with the wrong people, you can end up in the wrong places. In the, you can end up in wrong situations. You can end up in wrong circumstances. You can end up where you did not plan or set out to. To end, what is concerned, you know, for instance, um, that the story of um, I think um, recent time, there's a story of a of um of a of a of a, of a billionaire who lives in Banana Island who happens to associate with the wrong crowd, um, in, in somewhere in Lakey Phase One, and that wrong association led to his demise. Um, so he ended up losing everything. I think um um um, you know. And and a young lady to associate with the wrong set of people. And so the the billionaire died and the young lady is probably hanging in the balance, not knowing whether she's also going to follow suit or other ways. So wrong association, one way or the other. All of these things have a role to play. Uh, uh, Your association has a critical role to play in how you access wisdom, how you live your life, whether you are winning or whether you are losing. Association is very, very key where this is concerned. You know, still talking about um, the issue of the fact that um, you can be guided. Um, wisdom can be accessed through exposure and experience. Uh, we mentioned that wisdom can be hidden in books. Wisdom, much wisdom is hidden in books. Uh, in e-books, much wisdom is hidden in, um, in audio books. Much wisdom can be accessed. Uh, you, know, some, uh, you know, sometimes people make certain statements uh, we th- thinking that they are smart um, or statement that to allow them to know that oh I can fix things on my own. God didn't, God didn't create us to just do all things by ourselves. God created us and put us in relationships all around us and those relationships exist um, to improve our life and improve us and help us. You know, some of the statements that people do make, uh, which if you look at it deep down, you know, some of these statements does not necessarily mean that the individual, um, they, they have the wisdom for what they are dealing with. People have come to believe them. And you know, every statement is not a truth The only truth is in God's word. Sometimes you hear people say, I am my own man. And so meaning that I make my own decisions. I do things. I am my own man. Good. You are your own man. Wisdom is justified by our children. So a lot of people, sometimes when you have those statements, turn using to justify is process for decision making and sometimes some of those things may not be true. your position may not necessarily be correct because you are your own man doesn't mean you are correct. A whole man, a real man listens to God, a real man takes counsel. Bible says in the multitude of counselors there is safety. You can, you can get wisdom from engaging with various counselors. In the monitor of counselors, there is safety. Sometimes you, you have people say things like, I handle my issues myself. And, you know, I'm very private. And, but what you realize is that there is so much wisdom out there. The Bible says that wisdom is crying out in the streets. And people are not engaging in it because you are your own man. You handle issues by yourself. I am an adult. Another thing. I mean, you said that last week, right? Yeah, you said that last week. You is good, you are an adult. But the way God has positioned life is that in, in, in our society, in our communities, you learn wisdom. There are a lot of people who are suffering in silence, suffering and smiling. You know, there are people who are probably looking at me, and maybe this week you and your wife, you still enter the boxing ring, and either one of you or both of you are suffering in silence. And if you don't seek counsel on how to handle it, you can be in a life, you can you can subject yourself to a lifetime of sorrow. If you're having some issues, you've got to talk and seek counsel. Counsel in the heart is like deep waters. A man of understanding. You draw it out. You draw counsel, out. And one way you draw that counselor is by talking to people. And then someone has a counsel that can help you in your next phase. Why do we ask you to talk to someone? There are people available to counsel you. There are people available to mentor you because there is counsel in the heart of people. But you have to draw it out. The cancer will not just drop at you. You know, um, I know that people say, you know, these days you hate, I mean, you know, I'm a graduate, I'm a graduate. The fact that you're a graduate does not mean that you're wise. You're married does not mean that you're wise. Like we said, you can glean wisdom in the place of prayer from your associations. Most of the time, when people say of these things, if you need to look back at the basis of saying some of those things, they may be rooted in a form of pride that you are not dealing with. Pride goes before a fall. And so, by way of introduction to this second service, we start on that note. I'd like to progress by going to the fourth point on how can I get wisdom. Wisdom comes through devotion and service to God. You can get wisdom through devotion and service to God. You know, you can, you can get with or through devotion and service to God. Devotion and service to God. Your devotion to God can be evidenced by your reverential fear of God. Your devotion to God can be evidenced by your reverential fear of God. In numerous places, the Bible emphasised the importance of the fear of God. I'm going to look at a few scriptures this morning where this is concerned. Psalm 111 verse 10 says... Um, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. A good understanding of all those who do His commandment. His praise endures forever. If you remember the scripture we read, I mean, okay. In first I read a scripture from Deuteronomy. Chapter 4, verse 5 to 6, I believe. That says that hearing is your wisdom. He said in this, I mean, you know, i give you these statutes. And in this, and as you obey them, as you akin to this voice, hearing is your Wisdom. Hearing is your wisdom. So, you know, so he's saying that a good understanding of all those who do his commandment. Technically, he's saying the same thing as we have in that scripture. That the same way, when you open to obey the word of God, obey his, his word, his commandment, your wisdom lies in obeying the word of God. It's not just hearing it, it's reading it, it's in you obeying it. There's wisdom in that, please. Proverbs 1 7 says, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. But fools despise wisdom and instruction. And so it says that the fear of the Lord is the beginning. Knowledge. But fools despise. So people despise wisdom and instruction. Bible called calls them as fools. Proverbs 9, verse 10 says, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, and the knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. It is understanding. Proverb fifteen thirty three says, "The fear of the Lord is the instruction of wisdom. The fear of the Lord is the what is the instruction? That is how you get instruction of from God. The, I mean, that's how you get wisdom instruction. So, for me to say, I want to get wisdom instruction, it is the fear of God. And you, you know, your fear of God, how you of Lord, it shows in your service of God and your devotion to God. Hallelujah." Glory to God. You know, um, Job 28, verse 20. Um, you know, let, I mean, let, let, um, let me give us another scripture. Proverbs fifteen thirty-three says, The fear of the Lord is the instruction of wisdom, and before honor is humility. Job 28, 28 says, And to man, he said, Behold, the fear of the Lord, that is wisdom. Look at it. The fear of the Lord, that is wisdom. And another translation says, It is the instruction of wisdom. And to depart from evil is understanding. When you depart from evil, it shows that you have understanding. That's what the Bible is saying. To depart from evil shows that you have understanding. You know, um, Psalms 1, verse 1 may also say that, you know, I mean, talks about I won't work with those who, I mean, with this, I mean, with with the, with the, with, with the scornful. And so, but people, Scripture tells us that when we say, let's come together. Let us go and lay away. Let us go and do harm or damage to people. Let's ask that individual. Bible says that that individual lacks understanding. Because when you depart from evil, it said, said, and to depart from evil is what is understanding. Glory to God. When the Bible refers to the fear of the Lord, you know, I was I, I'm checking this out. And I really love how it it, it was described there. He said, to talk about the fear of the Lord, if you like, you may write it down. It means having a deep respect, reverence, and awe for God's power and authority. Fear of the Lord means one, to have a deep respect, deep reverence, and awe. You stand in awe of God, of God's, not just of God, of God's power. And of God's what? Authority. So you are in deep respect, reverence, and no, there's the fear that you are afraid, you are cringy, thinking that God would don't kill me. But there's deep the where you're standing in reverence of God, in awe of God, and you're standing in, in, in awe of his power and of the authority that, that he has. Rather than causing someone to be afraid of God, a proper fear of the Lord leads one to love him. A proper fear of the Lord leads you to love God. A proper fear of the Lord leads you to love God. One of the things that, is, is that, you know, you know, that, that we note from, from some of these scriptures is the fact that you need to be guided by the fear of the Lord in your dealings. You know, it leads you to love God. The fear of God keeps you from doing certain things. And what, what's that fear? Ah, so that God will not just keep him. As it does, it's not that fear we're talking about. The fear of the Lord means that you stand in deep respect for God, reverence for God, awe for God. You know, like like one of the things that Joseph Joseph demonstrated that fear of the Lord. Joseph said, "I can." You know, when Potiphar when wanted to sleep with him, he said, "I cannot do this great wickedness, this great sin." You know, I can not just to his boss, but to God. So he stood in awe of God. He stood in reverence of God. One of the that you, 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 the more you get back to that place where you are standing in reverence of God, in awe of God, the more you are having the flow of the instructions of wisdom in your life. Because wisdom starts flowing unhindered. As you live, by exhibiting, I mean, you know, live, exhibiting your trust and confidence in God, exhibiting your trust in his power and in his authority, exhibiting the fact that my God. I stand in awe of your power. I stand in awe of your authority. The more you do this, the more you will experience God's power, the more you experience his strength, the more you experience the instructions of wisdom. Because in that atmosphere, in that atmosphere, where you are standing in awe of the fear of God, the more God is able to inject instructions into you. Instructions that lead you to victory. Instructions that help you where your life is concerned. You know, if you look right at... Over the scriptures, you know, we started first service where I was sharing with people some of the things I discovered about about the great inventors. You know, how many of you know that Isaac Newton, Newton's laws of physics, Isaac Newton was a Christian. These are devoted Christians that the life of God at work in them manifested through them. You know, in the beginning of the um, 19th century, men like um, the richest man in the world, um, the richest man in the world as at that time, John D. Rockefeller. He owned Standard Oil. And from, standard, from that one man's company, they created seven other oil companies. Chevron, Mobil. They were all part of his company. So we look at Mobil and say, somebody who owned all of that before. He was a believer. He was a Christian. And one of the things he said, let me just read a quotation from him. He said, he said, I believe the power to make money is a gift from God. Just as are the instincts, instincts, hallelujah, for art, music, literature, the doctor's talent, the nurses', yours, your own talent, to be developed and used to the best of our ability for the good of mankind. Most of the time, when we are talking about, you need wisdom. Wisdom now, wisdom basically what he's saying that, uh, is that um, God. I mean, some of these things, this instinct, instinct for this. We are talking about the inspiration. We are talking about the ideas God gives you. He, he, he covered various fields. So you are here. Maybe God has been trying to drop an idea in your heart. Your devotion to God, your reverential fear of God, will cause you to access deep secrets. I'm going to I'm thinking talk to us about the reward for the fear of the Lord. I'm going to talk about three major things. About the fear of God. I mean, three major rewards that you have by you yeah, by, by, by you living in the fear of God, the reverential fear, standing in awe of God's power, standing in awe of his authority. Some of these men, in their life, they know God, they encounter God, and they have deep devotion to God. You know, how many of us know there's a company called HTC? They make phones, they used to make laptops before. One of the founders, he is a Christian. And the Bible says, I mean, the story goes that a lot of the things that she does, they derive from our place of our worship of God and our deep devotion to Jesus. She said it herself. And one of the things that happens is that, the, you know, we said in the place of worship, in the place of prayer to God, we encounter the wisdom of God. And as they encounter the wisdom of God, that wisdom is not only for spiritual things. That wisdom enables you, you know, just like um, um, John D. Rockefeller said, it enables you to create things in the area of art, music, literature, in science. One of the things, you know, Power T. did mention, was it last Sunday or Sunday ago about that, this second half of the year, we're believing God for a billion. Beyond salary, you know, one of the things you need to do is to even ask God, what's my portion there? And one of the things that happens is that if you seek God's agenda... God will drop this in your heart. If God tells you your person in that money is a hundred million, one of the things that happens is for you to not seek his face. How does it come? One of the things that happen in life is that water cannot flow through a pipe and that pipe will not be wet. And so if God is going to pass the hundred million for his work through you, you will be wet. You will be very, very wet. Glory to God. Glory to God. You know, if um, he's talking about the fear of the Lord, Jacob talking about you know what I'm talking about about this in Genesis chapter one, verse fifty three said, he referred to God as the fear of my father Isaac, the fear of my father Isaac. And so you, you can actually raise your home whereby you pass that reverential fear of God from one generation to the other. It was that same, the, that, the fear, Jacob said it, the fear of my father Isaac. It was the same thing that Joseph said when he was in Potiphar's house. Technically, that's what he was saying. I can't do this because I have reverential fear for God. I stand in awe of God's power and God's authority. I stand in awe. Your life will make you make quantum leap in life if you can, re, if, 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 if you can prioritize your devotion to God and be able to conduct your affairs in reverence to God, with deep reverence to God. There are certain things you will not do because God, because you stand in awe of God. You will not partake of evil, like people lack understanding. You know, I'm just saying scriptures. You know, like you will not partake of because you have reverential fear for God. There are certain things you will not do. You know, there are certain things that God is because you have, you have, or, I mean, you know, you stand in awe of God that will make you wake up at 4 a.m. and lift up your own hands to God and worship God on your own. You don't need someone to knock the door. You don't need people to cajole you. You should be praying. You should be praying. you be worshiping. You're, the fear that you stand in awe of God's power, is in awe of his authority, makes you to pursue God in a place of prayer. You're not pursuing because you are say, Lord, don't kill me, let me make heaven. Once you become born again, you're already a child of God. And eternity, like the Bible says, God has God planted eternity in our hearts. Hallelujah. Glory to God. One of the things that the fear of God will do for you and will cause you to do is the fact that, number one, if, we, if you get back to that place where you stand off God's presence, His power, His authority, what He's able to do in your life, it will, there are certain things that you will not do. If you are in a relationship, maybe a marital relationship. You will not defraud one another. You will not, I think the closest word that came, comes to my mind is the Yoruba words that say you know, people will, will say it sometimes. Uh, you will hear that word "oti um, lunigi I don't know how to say it in English. I don't have the English meaning, You can. The fear of God will not cause you to do that. It won't. It will not allow you to defraud people in business. It will not allow you to defraud people in business. It won't allow you to defraud your employer. You know, if you have the fear of God, issues of conflict of interest that takes place in offices will be eliminated. Because the fear of God, naturally, he already God has set in motion wisdom in his Word that will cause you to avoid unnecessary conflict that shouldn't be there. All right, we don't have a lot of time for that last month. Reward for the fear of the Lord. There are three major rewards for the fear of the Lord. One, God has promised, um, I'd like us to read a scripture, Proverbs 22, verse 4. Proverbs 22, verse 4 says, um, By humility and the fear of the Lord are riches and honor and life. So, first one, riches, honor, and life. These are three rewards. Three rewards. Three. Riches, honor, and life. Subtralion calls that riches wealth. Similar riches, wealth, and honor. Two of those same things that accompanied wisdom. When Solomon, when God gave him wisdom. Riches, honor, and life. The fear of the Lord positions you to access divine wisdom and secrets. The fear of the Lord positions you to access divine wisdoms. With divine wisdom and secrets. Proverbs 25, verse 12 to 14 says, Who is the man that fears the Lord? Him shall he teach in the way he chooses. He himself shall dwell in prosperity. And his descendants shall inherit the earth. Uh, The secret of the Lord is with those who fear him. And he will show them his covenant. He will show them his covenant. God will show them his what? His covenant. He said, I would like to read again. Who is the man that fears the Lord? Him shall he teach in the way he chooses. He himself shall dwell in prosperity. And his descendants shall do what? Inherit the earth. The secret of the Lord is with those who fear him. And we show them his covenant. That's why I said earlier on, the fear of the Lord positions you to access divine wisdom. It positions you to access divine secrets in life. Your position. And so these are some people that God gives the secrets of certain industries. Secrets of certain industries can be delivered into your, into your hands. Of, you know, secrets of certain operations can be delivered. People are just wondering, how are you doing it in your field? Even you cannot explain it. Because sometimes, the Bible says they go from strength to strength. Those who appear in Zion, as you appear in Zion, the place of prayer. Secrets are delivered to you. Secrets are delivered to you. Secrets are delivered to you. God drops ideas. God drops things. Sometimes you don't know how you know. You, you, you just sit in an interview and you start saying and they're asking you questions. You have never thought of it, but you give an answer and they'll tell you this is a perfect answer. And you don't know how you said it. But the, the only go start injecting wisdom. Be, uh, devotion to God. You start knowing things supernaturally, you start exhibiting the wisdom of God. You do your business, you start making profit. A business that was not making profit, you turn it around. A feels like was making losses. And they start wondering. There's something special about it. They cannot say it. They, they can't say it. But one of the things that has happened is that, you know, uh, um, the fact that, they, uh, like, like that scripture says, by humility and the fear of the Lord are riches and honor and life. One of the things that happened is that you just find out that you, you come into a place of honor. You become an honorable person. Let me say hello to your neighbor. Tell your neighbor, I mean, good morning, honorable. A, a honorable is who? Who? who who should be honored, although we have we have a lot of dishonorable people sitting in some house. True on the real honorables are those who are able through the fear of, of, of the Lord to conduct their life and have access to riches, honor, and life. You know, there's something I, um Dr. NH said um some years ago. He said that the fear of God is an allergy to evil and an addiction to good. The fear of the Lord is an allergy to evil. You're allergic to evil, but you're addicted to good. You're allergic to evil, but addicted to good. No wonder that um, Acts 10.38 says uh, that how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power, who went about doing what? Doing good. And Elihu all who were oppressed by the devil, for God was with him. You know, the fear of God is an allergy to evil and an addiction to good. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. And so this forms the foundation, the bedrock for wisdom. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. You know, we'll be looking at the wisdom of god for profit three major areas i want us to we'll just start with it today If God permits we'll probably continue it um, next week or other time wisdom for profit three major areas before before we round up as i round up this morning three major areas first um, the f- wisdom for relationships Two, wisdom for use and management of your time. And three, wisdom for finances. Getting it and managing it. Wisdom for relationship, wisdom for the use and management of time, wisdom for finances. And when we talk about wisdom for relationships, I'll just drop um, five nuggets with us this morning. Uh, let, let, me, let, okay, let, me, let me just take us through a few scriptures first, before, before, uh, the, the nuggets. Proverbs 13 verse 20 says, He who works with wise men will be wise. But the companion of fools will be destroyed. Can you look around at yourself and your friends? Are, are, your people, are, are you, are you, are you with, are you a companion of fools? Or a companion of wise people? You need to. If your, if your friends keep making foolish decisions, and you are seeing them on a daily basis. you just be laughing. Why is he so foolish? Why is he acting foolish? Then you're a companion of a fool. You need to look at it. Are your, are your friends making wise decisions? Your friend is not, is not married. And just and carry a woman, a lady that is married carries himself or carries herself or a man to a man's house. And you are, not, you, are you are single. Whether a man or a woman, you should not engage in premarital sex. It is, you don't know, like that scripture. Says, it is your, it is your, a wisdom, but which a lot of people do not know, and many people suffer many arrows as a result of that. He who walks with the wise, with, with wise men will be wise, but the companion of fools will be destroyed. Hebrews ten verse twenty four to twenty five says, "Let us think of ways to motivate one another to acts of love and good works, and let us not neglect our meeting together, as, as some people do." But they encourage one another, especially now that the day of his return is drawing near. Motivate one another to act of love and good work. Proverbs twenty nineteen says, this, I mean, all of this has to just do with how we conduct ourselves with our relationship. says, a gossip goes around telling secrets. So don't hang around with chatterers. A gossip goes around telling secrets. As it comes to you, did you hear have you heard? Ah, come and see. Pastor Leah just got a billionaire. Eh, if you were in church today, if you saw the shoe that that sister wore to church, but I don't even think they are paying her as much as you. And you think you sit down? You are listening, you are consuming it. He who works with the wise, he, he who works with white men will be wise. You know, don't be a companion of a fool. James 1.19 says, Understand this, my brothers and sisters. You must all be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to get angry. Someone says, my only problem is that I easily get angry. The Bible says that anger dwells in the bosom of fools. In scripture, I did not say Scripture. Anger, it dwells in the bosom of fools. So, if you know that, you know, like that scripture says, <laughs> eh? if you are, I don't know which side you are, you know, Bible says, a companion of fools. So, you know, there are some people who are fools. There, there, there are characteristics of fools. One of the characteristics of a fool is that anger dwells in his bosom. Bible understood that even Jesus got angry, but that anger should not be dwelling in your bosom. The slightest thing you are angry, anger, it dwells where? In the bosom of fools. As another scripture says, I mean, this is not my message, it just, it just, it's just coming. It says, Don't make friends with a soon angry man. I didn't say anything. It just tells you the type of friends you should keep. <laughs> so, can you just, just think while you're still your friends, your friends, your three closest friends, which of them easily gets angry? I did not say you should go and <laughs> stop becoming friends with the person. All you should just do go and get some of these scriptures. And sit down with your friend and lead it to your friend. Bible says don't make friends with the sunnah and grima. My brother, my, my sister. For us to continue, this our relationship. You have to, you know, you need to do something. <laughs> eh? So that we can continue. So that I, I, would not, I don't want to be a companion of a fool anymore. Eh? <laughs> I'm just telling you what scripture says. I, did, I mean, you are not insulting. It's scripture. Jesus looked at some people. He called them brood of vipers. I, have not, I only quoted what Jesus, what the word of God says here. You know. Another scripture says there, uh, Proverbs 14:29 says, People with understanding control their anger. Hey, do you do you see what that scripture says? He knows that you, you, you can get angry, but what does it say? It said like they control their anger. Because when I'm angry, I can do anything. You know, all those, all those, all those people who watch films, someone is angry. He will just kick everything on the table. Who is he? A companion of uh, say it. What does the Bible say? is a fool. Someone will get angry because you just remove the TV and smash it, boom. Someone is very angry. Somebody brush your car. You now start chasing him to go and eat him. (laughs) A companion. A companion. I I mean, is this scripture? Now, let's finish that scripture so that you understand it. People with understanding control their anger. A hot temper shows great foolishness. Can you show us that this scripture in a um, new living? Okay, let's read what it says. Uh, Those who control their anger have great understanding. Those with a hasty temper will make mistakes. Can you, can you look for um, the living Bible translation? Anyway. People with understanding control their anger. A hot temper shows great foolishness. Look at it. Let's read that scripture. Can you read it to your neighbor this morning? I'm going to just say it after I me. Mean, just tell your neighbor. My brother or your sister. Um, Proverbs forty twenty nine says, people with understanding control their anger. A hot temper shows great foolishness. Are you in the first part or the second part? I'm just, I mean, we're just, we're reading scripture, right? We're reading scripture. So, do you control your anger? Do you have a hot temper that shows? Look at that scripture. It didn't even say foolishness. <laughs> it says great foolishness. It didn't say foolishness. It shows great foolishness. <laughs> hey, those with the hasty temper will you make. Apart from there, they will make mistakes. They will make mistakes. I don't want to say further on this topic as I round up this morning. You know, I think um, the, the Word of God has been talking to us. The last thing I would like to read, really says, Romans 12, 18 says, he's talking about managing and dealing with our relationships. He said, if it is possible, as much as depends on you, live peaceably with all men. As much as it depends on you, live peaceably with all men. But I, let, me, let me now, I mean... Based on my understanding, you know, I mean, it seems good to me that that scripture means that you should live at peace with all men, but everyone doesn't have to be your friend. It takes wisdom to discern that statement. Live at peace with all men, but everyone does not have to be your friend. Shall we stand up as we round up as we pray this morning? Hallelujah. Glory to God. I want you to just lift up your voice to God. I think you should um, my brothers, my sister, examine yourself and confirm one, have you been a companion of fools? Have you been acting foolishly? Have you been exhibiting great foolishness in scriptures? Whichever category where you are, whether in your choice of friends, whether in your choice of friends, or in your decision making, in decision making processes, you know, it's a conversation between you and God this morning. You know, we, 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 you know, there are a couple of things I wanted to say to us this morning, which, but which we can't, um, um, you, you know, there are five things. I think we'll, opportunity permit, we'll start from this next week. It says, first thing is that you need to know that wisdom, you need wisdom to have profitable relationship. Happy relationships make life sweet, but not everyone knows how to establish and maintain them. Relationship never leaves you neutral. It's either adding something to you or taking something from you. Your life can be positively enhanced like David and Jonathan or negatively altered like Samson and Delilah by your relationships. And lastly, relationships can preserve you or destroy you. Let's use a contemporary example here. Like one man, they call a tiger. Relationship can, I I can't remember his first name, his first name starts with a U. It can destroy you. It can enhance you. Relationships. It can do what? Destroy. It can enhance. So how are you managing it? Wisdom. We can't go fully into detail in all of this but I want to lift up your voice and your hands to God in prayer this morning and offer prayers to God offer prayers to God offer prayers to God offer prayers to God ask God for wisdom this morning ask Him for wisdom in dealing with your fears in your situation and circumstances ask God if you have not been working with the wives decide that from today I'll start working with the wives if your choices if you have not been making the right choices turn over to God this morning and turn over to God this morning turn over to God this morning i pray for you i pray for you that as go out this week receive the wisdom for winning this week in the mighty name of jesus I pray that areas where you have walked in darkness, Bible says light arises for you in darkness. I declare that light will arise for you in darkness in the name of Jesus. I declare any area where you are walking in foolishness. Let the light of God's glorious wisdom appear in your life this week in the mighty name of Jesus. May God guide you. May He shine His light across your path. In the precious name of Jesus we pray. Amen. Hallelujah. You may be seated. Uh, we'll turn over the service right now to Pastor. The preceding message was brought to you by Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. We are located at Kingsword Auditorium, Etel Avenue, behind NNPC filling station, First Bank bus stop, off Kudarat Abiola Way, Argun, Lagos. Email kmiafrica at kingsword.org. Telephone 234 Telephone two three four eight one zero. Zero 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 six four zero.